This is Alicia Free, a badass belly dancer, musician, and real food enthusiast, here to help you feel a little lighter. Each show will dive into music that makes us want to dance. We'll share secrets of looking smoking hot in costume and everyday life. We'll dote on delicious whole food that makes us glow. And I'll throw in a damn sexy dance move you can try at home. Helen Blondell of South Florida is an entertainer to the core. She's a beautiful belly dancer with great energy, and she's also a businesswoman and an author ready to teach you how to make money doing what you love. She has a lot to offer, and you are going to love hearing from her today. Helen, I had so much fun watching the demo video on your website where you're dancing in hip-hop videos, singing powerfully on a big fancy stage at Disney World and in theaters and singing in Spanish at parties and modeling with cars. A lot of professional belly dancers focus just on belly dance, but you seem to be more about entertaining and creating experiences. It sure helps to be multi-talented like you are, but I think there's also a mindset and entrepreneurial aspect here. You are making money doing what you love. How did you start doing that? Well, it all started when I was around eight years old and I first started singing and I realized very quickly that was what I loved to do. Performing was one of the few things that always felt so natural to me. And throughout my early life, my love for performing just grew and it took a lot of dedication to get to the next step. Even when I started belly dancing, I had to continue performing and continue being dedicated and having that tenacity to move forward. This is because a lot of times when you're performing, you can get very comfortable, but you can't forget that the next level of what you're doing is always based on dedication. After that, kind of doing my thing with singing and doing my thing with dancing, I was networking and I got the opportunity to be in a Haitian music video. That was my very first music video. And I noticed that in being in this music video, there were a lot of similarities to what I've done with singing and what I've done with performing. Of course, it takes a lot of dedication again because you're shooting over and over and over again. You have to relate with the audience, which is very important in all of these art forms and that's how I started and from there I just got more and more invites to do other music videos and to perform at different places. Cool. So it was that initial invitation and then your dedication that has carried you up to different levels of mastery. Exactly. You created an online belly dance course called Belly Pop and filmed it right in your living room. I love it. Tell us why you created Belly Pop and what makes it special. Yes, so actually I created Belly Pop in my mind a very long time ago. So about two to three years ago, I was a group fitness belly dance instructor at my gym at my alma mater, FIU, teaching belly dance. And I never thought that it would have gone so far as it did because belly dance, while it's a beautiful art form, it's niche, you know, and a lot of people don't know about it. So when I was teaching, I would expect it to stay at 10 students. But to my surprise, after just less than a month, it was all of a sudden 50 students in the fitness room taking my class and there were some times that it was even sold out so that people wanted to come and they couldn't come
this room was so full. That was a really rewarding feeling. And I really also enjoyed the fact that some students would come in knowing very little about belly dance. And after a while of teaching them, they end up improving so much after less than a year. That's a really rewarding feeling. Performing is amazing and I love the feeling of performing, but teaching and being able to inspire somebody to do what they love and inspire them to keep going even when it's difficult and learn something new, that was the most rewarding thing for me. So after I completed my time teaching at FIU, I knew that I wanted to teach again, but in a different scale. So I knew I wanted to teach worldwide, so it would have to be an online course. And that's when the concept was born. Wonderful. So you had to trademark the name Belly Pop, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that process, about how you created your program? Yes. So trademarking the name was a completely new process for me, and it took some time. At first, when I had the idea of belly pop, of teaching people around the world of belly dance, I just knew that I wanted to do it. I didn't know how the legal process of everything would work. So originally, I just came up with the name Belly Tone because I knew I wanted it to have the word belly in it. And belly dance does tone your body. And it's very much like Pilates, which is one of my favorite workouts. So I thought it would be perfect. But unfortunately, it was trademarked. So that's when I had to really think and brainstorm of what the name for my brand would be. So many ideas were already trademarked. So I ended up texting my friend, hey, what do you think about this name, Belly Pop? Because it just came to me while I was eating and I looked it up and it wasn't taken. So I immediately got a lawyer and I had him trademark it. Now the actual trademarking process for me, it took 24 hours. Of course, you're going to be in a pending status for a little while, but if nobody else claims your trademark, you have the trademark. And for anyone interested in making their own trademark, you can go on USPTO.gov and you can look up all of the active trademarks and the non-active trademarks if you have a name in mind. Cool. And you were able to get the domain for that too? Yes. So I wanted bellypop.com, but I just opted with bellypop.co. Eventually, though, hopefully I'll be able to get .com. (laughs) Crossing my fingers. Cool. And you've mentioned before that technology isn't your superpower, but you just stuck with this and you figured it all out, all the things that you normally wouldn't want to figure out yourself, and you just made it happen. Yeah, it was kind of like a flight or fight response, to be completely honest. And I noticed that every human has a fight or flight response and a lot of us can naturally succumb to fear. So fear is something that keeps most of us from doing our ideas. So we'll have an idea, we'll have something in our mind saying, oh, I want to do this. But then something in our head holds us back. And that happened a lot to me in the past. But then I noticed there was a quote and I forgot the person who said the quote, but it's always stuck with me, especially this year. And it says, everything you want is on the other side of fear. 
So when I was fearful about starting my business or especially recording my classes from my living room, right? Because naturally you'll see different classes and they're in these beautiful fancy studios or by a really gorgeous resort. And naturally my thought process was, wow, those videos are so aesthetically pleasing. Like, should I even do this? You know, I'm scared that people are going to want to see that video instead of mine. But then I remember everybody has a unique way of teaching. And the same way they have their uniqueness, I have my uniqueness. And regardless of whether I'm filming in my living room or in my backyard or, you know, one day in a beautiful castle, maybe, <laughs> it's still very much my content and my story and my way of teaching. So I let go of that fear and I just went for it. Wonderful. In episode 47 of this podcast, Sianna Ariel, also of Florida, talked about how having a fitness background in addition to studying belly dance helps us express ourselves even more. You are also an advocate for fitness. So you mentioned Pilates already, which I also love. What are some of the best workouts for belly dancers? Definitely Pilates. I will have to say that's the number one, in my opinion, for belly dancers because you're using your own body weight to stay fit and it really takes a lot of discipline to get your body in these different positions. I've also done uh, weight training before and in my opinion, Pilates is more challenging and belly dance is also challenging. So if you condition your body in a way that it's going to make you stronger and be very, very challenging. When you come to something like belly dance, it can really give the illusion of it being easier because you're gaining that strength in important parts of your body, such as your core, your calves, all the other very useful muscles in your body. Another exercise that I think is very important for belly dancers is high intensity interval training because it's good cardio and it gets your heart really pumping while at the same time you're using those muscles. Belly dance is a very strenuous dance. A lot of us as gigging dancers have to perform for 20 to 30 minutes straight. And if you're teaching, you have to be dancing anywhere from an hour to two hours or more. So things like HIT really target your endurance and the health of your heart and your energy. So I think those are the two really great workouts for belly dancers. Great. So can you tell me more about interval training? Like, Do you have an example of what that would look like? Yeah, so my favorite high-intensity interval training would be burpees and then going to something like squats or lunges with weights because you're doing the really, really fast cardio that brings your heart all the way up and then you're going to something that targets more of your muscles. Then you wait anywhere between 10 to 20 seconds, and then you go again and you do the same thing. So it really is like switching back and forth from weight training to cardio. And it's also helped me a lot to get in my desired shape in a very short amount of time. What are burpees? Burpees. So it's like you're in a plank, Kind of, and then you want to kind of use your leg muscles. You're using your core, your glutes, and your hamstrings. And you're using. 
using all of that momentum from your muscles down there to bring your feet up. So imagine you're in a plank and all of the sudden you have to be standing. So in order to do that without getting one foot up and the other foot up like normal, you take the energy from your glutes and your hamstrings and your abs and you quickly use that strength to bring your feet up and then the next step would you be getting up into kind of like a squat position and then jumping up really fast and then bringing yourself down into that plank. Yeah, that's the best way I can describe it, but it's very hard at first, but it targets so many muscles at the same time. You're targeting your core, your glutes, your quads. It's really good. It's a great workout. (laughs) How many do you do in a row? Lately, I've been able to do 10 without completely falling, (laughs) but some people can do more and some people might be able to do only less. It depends on what level you're at, but I would say comfortably, I could do 10 easily before going to something else. Cool. I gotta YouTube that and see what it looks like too. Awesome. Yeah, it's really good. I have a suggestion if you don't mind. Oh, Um, please. Cassie Ho, she's a very, very well-known online fitness trainer, and she actually teaches different kinds of burpees for people who are just starting out. There are different modifications that you can do that are almost as effective, and she's really good at explaining and teaching. So if you're interested in high-intensity interval training, definitely check out Cassie Ho. She's really great. Awesome. Thank you. Helen, you're not just a belly dancer and an entrepreneur, but you're also a songwriter and a singer. Can you sing a little something for us? Yes. My new song, Anymore, I wrote it recently and recently came out with it on many platforms. It's a little bit more pop. So lose my number. Don't call me anymore. Bye-bye. that right yeah so that's the unofficial lyric video but soon i'll be coming out with a full-on music video for it as well on youtube in a few months so hopefully by the end of october it'll be out wonderful i had isabella salampour on the show too and she's an up-and-coming singer the new school and she just came out with a music video too i'm like loving these belly dancers singer music video creations it's so exciting Yes, it is. I have to check that out. You know, I think it's wonderful what we do because as belly dancers, we're immersed in so much more than just dance. We're immersed in music, culture, history, fashion. Like, belly dance fashion is the coolest thing. And just to see the melting pot of different creations that all of us as dancers come up with, it's really inspiring. I love the DIY creating costumes for myself. And I also love these 
Bella costumes, you know, out of Turkey and it's like thousand dollar costumes. It's just jaw dropping. It's so fun because yeah, we have so much creative license in some ways. I mean, as long as we're respecting our audience and, you know, actually dancing and costuming in a way that respects the songs that we're dancing to in the genres, but we really have so much freedom in terms of fashion. We really do. And you know what's funny? I started belly dancing at the age of 13, but performing, I started a little bit later. And the moment I just knew, like I knew from my heart that I wanted to do this, was when I went to a belly dance convention and I saw all of the beautiful costumes and makeup. And you know how a lot of girls want to be ballerinas when they grow up? I wanted to be a belly princess. Like, <laughs> it was just so beautiful. And many years later, here I am. So, <laughs> Wow, 13 when you started. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I got your book, Belly Dance Business 101. And I saw in it that you write about online entertainment platforms like Gig Salad and The Bash. Can you tell us more about how we could use those as dancers? Yes. So these entertainment services booking platforms are really great when you're experienced, like you have experience as a dancer, but maybe not gigging. And you want to get yourself out there, but you're an independent dancer, or maybe there's no dance agency by where you are. This is a really good tool. So you sign up, you put pictures of yourself, the more professional, the better, and you can make your own profile. So it's really great. You can talk about your love for performing, how many years you've studied it, whatever sells you. Because what happens is a lot of people who are having events, they also don't have connections to performers. So they use these kind of websites to be connected to people like you who want to perform. So it's really great. They'll reach out to you and ask you your rate. And of course, from there, you can decide whether you want to perform or not for the event and you get paid. Everything's protected by the website, which I think is also a really good advantage. And what's also wonderful is that after getting enough gigs through booking platforms like Gig Salad, The Bash, I'm sure there are many others as well, you already have the footage and the clientele. So assuming you did a really great job, they can reach out to you personally and book you again for future gigs. So you're just building up your network and building up that experience and overall, I've used it and had a wonderful experience and would definitely recommend it for others. That's so cool. I didn't think about that. When people are having an event, they don't know who to contact. They know what kind of entertainment they want, but they have to Google. And if they can go to some kind of site, I'm assuming they have reviews on these websites, right? So your clients could write. Yes. And with gig masters or with the bash, it's really great because if you have a personal website you can transport those reviews from the bash over to your personal website so yeah it's really great i mean there are pros and cons i would say one of the cons is that they do take a fee from it but it's just like an agency if you were with an agency they would do the same but what's great about it is that when you're ready to transition from just doing gig masters or gig salad and the bash you already have those reviews. 
so people can book you at your full rate and you can start taking in calls and I'm telling you like just a few years ago when I moved to Orlando it really felt like I was starting from the beginning but using these platforms really did help me get the ball rolling on my career here in Orlando. It's great. I saw other parts of your Belly Dance Business 101 book. You were talking about your rates and just being firm with your rates and not undercutting other performers in your area. It's a lot of useful information in the book. Yes, that's the thing. These are things that I learned over time after being in the industry as a professional for so long. And I think what a lot of artists in the transition from being just a student to also a performer is that a lot of times they don't know like I didn't know what the going rate was when I first started many years ago and it can be very intimidating when you have a lot of clients that want to haggle your price down and sometimes you feel like you have to accept lower than what you originally charged just to get the gig but what I also talk about in my book is your mindset. Our mindset has to change from wanting to perform to understanding that they want us to perform. So we have to reclaim our value. And the truth of the matter is, if all belly dancers are charging a certain price, they'll have no choice but to book the belly dancer that they truly want to book, other than the belly dancer who charges the lowest. Right. Great points. Now it's time for some music. Danceable song. Is there a danceable song that you want to share? Wow, there's so many. My favorite song to dance to out of everything right now is called Allah Wadak by Ahmed Saad. And it's an Egyptian song. It came out a few years ago, but it's still my favorite song to dance to. So I had it translated by one of my Arabic speaking friends. And the premise of the song is that it's talking about somebody who is so good. You're so wonderful. You're so great to me. And I salute my hat off to you for being so great. And alawada'ak, if I'm not mistaken, is stand up. Or, yeah, it's something about stand up or at position, kind of saying like, you're the number one, you're the king or the queen, so stand up and get up. And when I hear that song, I get so motivated. Everybody gets happy because there's really good beats in it. And Ahmed Saad is overall an amazing singer. And yeah, he has other songs that are really nice too, but that's probably my favorite one. Whenever I get an Egyptian gig or an Arab gig, I always put that song in the playlist. <laughs> nice. It looks like it's part of a movie soundtrack too. Yes. Oh, fun. So I bet a lot of people know it because of that as well. Yes. And it helps that Oksana is in the music video. So a lot of Oksana fans see that and they're like, oh my goodness, Oksana's dancing in it. So yeah, it's a really cool song and music video. Who's Oksana? Where is she from? Oksana Bazeva is a Russian belly dancer. She's very well known and I know it's all objective, but she's one of the best dancers in my opinion because when she moves, she moves with her feeling and she moves with the music and the melody as well as the rhythms and 
I also really love how she connects with her audience. I talk about her in my book as well. I used her in an example about branding, right? So every dancer has to have their own personal branding, and I think she does that really well. If you look at her Instagram, you'll immediately see a trend in her posts, and that's something that all of us as entertainers do. We find our image and we find our brand, we stick to it, and then we keep on reminding our viewers about our brand. And I think she does that very well. Cool. The featured songs will always be available on Spotify on my Belly Dance Body and Soul playlist. Follow my playlist, listen for free, and dancing will become even easier with hundreds of diverse belly danceable songs, all curated for you and all on one list right at your fingertips. Just click on that Spotify icon on the top of aliciafree.com and it will take you right there. Let's do some dancing. Damn sexy dance move. What is one of your favorite belly dance moves that you can teach us to do right now? So actually, one of my favorite moves to do in belly dance is the hip lift and hip drop. I would say the one I do more is the hip lift. So the thing about these moves is that while they're probably the most popular moves in belly dance, a lot of times with a hip lift, a lot of people think that you're moving your hips when in reality you're moving your knees. And your hips are just a byproduct of the energy that's transmitted through your knees to your hips. So the moment you realize that you're using your knees and really your entire leg to bring your hip up, it'll be a lot easier to do this move, which is the hip lift. Nice. Bringing it back to basics, right? Thinking about transfer of energy and how to make it easy. Exactly, yeah. A lot of belly dance is about energy. It's about so much more than just executing moves perfectly. You really want to think about your moves and have an intention behind those moves. Tell us more about your book, Belly Dance Business 101. So Belly Dance Business 101 is meant for people who have studied belly dance and are ready to take that next step in making a career out of it, but they don't have that experience yet. This book talks about my experiences throughout my career, as well as some of the things that I've learned to move forward, also the mistakes I've made. And I talk about that those mistakes so that you don't have to go through the same mistakes. It also talks about branding, finding yourself, your value, how you should communicate to clients, how you shouldn't communicate to clients. And it also talks about etiquette as a belly dancer. Cool. Do you remember any stories from your past where you realized, oops, I did something I shouldn't have done or I did the right thing? Oh, yes, definitely. So many. (laughs) Especially when I first started out performing professionally, I tried reaching out to restaurants without having any experience or without being in a belly dance community. And this was in a highly saturated city. And it really didn't take me far because all of the restaurants had their own dancers that they already worked with. And I realized later that there's a certain protocol of reaching out to venues and getting work, right? Because you think that you want to get work, but it's just so much more than that. There's already another dancer performing there. So when you reach out to venues, you have to keep 
that in mind. There's a certain level of professionalism that you have to have. Something that I learned was that being part of the community is very important because you can learn a lot from other people who have been in your footsteps. I eventually became a part of a belly dance company called the Rockette in Miami, and that's from Belly Emotion. And I learned so, so much from being part of that group. I learned about pricing. I learned about how to accept tips and how not to accept tips, the importance of practice and the importance of certain techniques. So I wouldn't say it was a mistake. But it was something that I definitely would have changed. If I were to start all over again, I would have joined a belly dance community from the very beginning so that I could have sisterhood sooner and learn more things from the professionals sooner than later. Cool. Rather than going at it on your own at first. Exactly. Nice. You reminded me I have another Floridian belly dancer that I featured on the show named Johanna Zenobia. I don't know how far you are from her. I can't remember which city she lives in, but. Yes, I do follow her. I've never met her in person. There's so many amazing dancers in Florida and like I stand their videos from far, but I've never <laughs> met them. And I will hopefully soon when the events start happening again, I know that it might take a while, but hopefully I'm crossing my fingers too. <laughs> Now let's take a moment to dote on delicious whole food that makes us dancers glow. Featured light in my body food. Helen, what is one whole food vegan ingredient that you love? Bananas are my favorite. They're just convenient, especially as a dancer, right? Where you have to be constantly using your muscles and constantly need energy. So the great thing about bananas is that they're completely natural. They're filled with potassium. And I'm pretty sure it's the potassium that is the agent that suits your muscles. So if you get done with a workout and you're really sore, eating bananas will actually calm down your muscles a little bit. And then on top of that, it's just really delicious. It goes with everything. Shake with peanut butter and a sandwich even, and that's really good. Fruit salad. Yeah, I love bananas and I eat them every day. Nice. I love to make banana rice where I mash up bananas and mix it with rice and then put seeds and all kinds of things in for breakfast. That's one of our favorite things to eat. Yeah. That sounds delicious. I'm going to try that. I started doing it when our son started feeding himself and it helped him eat rice without getting it all over the place. <laughs> Aw, that's so sweet. And then on top of that, it sounds really tasty. Yeah. And I'm sure it gives you a lot of energy too because bananas on their own give you great energy. Right. Yeah. It's satisfying some brown rice and bananas. And whatever else you want to put in there, berries or almonds, all that good stuff. I love bananas. It's a yeah, great food to feature that we haven't featured already. So thank you for choosing that. I want to back up a little bit. You mentioned how to accept tips and how not to accept tips. Can you give us an example of how not to accept tips? Yes. So a lot of dancers take tips in their bras. And I personally was taught not to do this by my mentor. And it lowers the integrity of the dancer, in my opinion. Because belly dancers, especially here in the West, get a bad reputation. We get a reputation for belly dance to be a sexual dance, right? And while I do believe belly dance can be sensual, we have to separate ourselves from stripping. And if that's not what it is, 
right? So by accepting tips in our bras, we kind of bring ourselves to a level and a connotation that really isn't consistent with what we are. You know, we are a respectable dance and we are artists. So to accept tips in our bra, me personally, I don't do it. I don't feel comfortable doing it. I think it gives a sexual connotation to the dance. I would say there are other ways to accept tips. In my book, I talk about accepting money showers or accepting tips in your hands. But personally, I don't take it in my bra. It's been interesting for me too, seeing my friends when they started working in full nude clubs and dancing. I saw the artistry and what they were doing too, but it's harder for the audience sometimes, depending on the audience, to understand that. You know, I saw that they love to dance and that they were always pushing themselves to learn more and their stamina on all kinds of amazing things that I think are really valuable in dancers, you know, in the full dude clubs and in the peep shows and whatnot. And yes, we want people to see we're not going to be taking our clothes off. We're artists in a different way. Exactly. And all of these art forms are beautiful and take a lot of dedication. And I think it's just about teaching the audience how to treat you as an individual as well. You know, sometimes it's that the audience just doesn't know and they need to have a little bit of guidance. So sometimes when that happens to me and I see that somebody wants to tip me in my bra, I'll just kind of like smile and greet them and give them my hand and it works. They see it, they take it as a signal and then they'll just give it to me in my hand. Nice. They might also be doing it because they want other people to see them doing it too. Just like, you know what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You don't look that cool putting your money in my bra. But (laughs) yeah, a little educational piece. Let's play dress up. Make you shine costume tip. So speaking of bras, do you have a costume tip that you'd like to share? Yes, it's very important to use pins. Pins are the number one thing because regardless of how well made your costume is or how snug it is on your body, there is always that chance that the buttons might fail. And the last thing you want to happen when you're performing is for your bra to pop or for, you know, something to happen with your skirt. So what I do before a show is I pin it twice with a big safety pin, two safety pins in the back of the bra. And then I also put two safety pins on my skirt connecting my skirt to my undergarment so that it doesn't fall off, basically. Mm -hmm. Or spin around and all those kinds of things, right? Exactly, (laughs) yeah. Not this year, not the year of COVID, but other years. I go to a lot of festivals, and man, I have the hardest time at the end of the night unpinning my stuff in the dark, you know, like 4 a.m. trying to dancing around a fire. Like, oh my God, how do I get this thing off? Yeah, the struggle. <laughs> right. But it stayed where I wanted it. So Exactly. Yeah. It would be a lot more of a struggle to have to cover yourself when your costume pops. So I feel it's it's a good sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, if your costume's gonna pop off, let it be intentional. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the beauty of burlesque, right? Yeah. Oh god. So safety pins. If you have a costume tip to share, please send it my way via Facebook or an email through my site. As Will Durant said, we are what we repeatedly do. So, let us repeatedly do what the divinely lovely do. Feel good. 
look good habit. Do you have a feel good, look good habit that you'd like to share? So I have one physical one and one emotional one. So the physical one is glitter cream. I wear glitter cream all the time, so I don't only wear it during shows, but I also actually wear it when I go out with friends. I just feel so good to sparkle, <laughs> and I feel like it gives your skin a little extra glow, especially here living in Florida where the sun's shining bright. If you just put a little bit of glitter cream, it just helps you glow so much, and it helps me feel good. An emotional one that I would say is it's easy to forget, especially when you're performing in such a competitive industry. It's easy to compare yourself to other people and, you know, maybe feel like, oh, I wish I looked like this person or I wish I had more of this or less of that. And when you really just wake up every day in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror and realize that you're beautiful and you tell yourself that, it really changes your mindset and you end up being a lot happier in life. The first thing I say out loud when I wake up is I love my life. I love my body and soul. Yes, that's wonderful. You have to because you're the one who is with yourself all the time. Where do you put the glitter cream? Oh, I put it everywhere. I put it on my legs, on my arms. If I'm wearing a crop top, I put it there. It doesn't look like much of a difference when you're inside, but when you go out in the sun, it just helps your glow. I've never even heard of glitter cream. I used to wear like a glitter gel kind of thing all over my eyes back in the day. Uh-huh. And that was fun, uh-huh. but I've never heard of glitter cream. Just a small amount of that cream, you rub it on, and even good for like shows. Danceable Ritual. Do you have a danceable ritual that you would like to share? Yes. What I do before every performance is stretch, but I don't only do the static stretching, I also do the dynamic stretching, and I do dynamic stretching to a non-belly dance song. And really the reason why I do this is to just remind myself that the same way my stretching is dynamic, I'm also dynamic. So I can do what I'm doing to any style of music and whatever I feel at the moment. And it kind of helps me to get in my headspace for the Arabic music that I'm dancing to or the Turkish or whatever other traditional or fusion music that I'm dancing to. So that's what I do before every single performance you do dynamic and static stretching to a non-belly dance song yeah and what's the difference between dynamic and static stretching so static stretching is the slower stretching that's really meant to cool down your muscles and slowly stretch out your muscles a lot of people do it at the end of their workout or after dancing i like to do this with stretching before and after and then dynamic stretching, you do it before you're dancing. And it's very important to do it. So dynamic stretching is more active stretching. An example of that, for, for instance, would be kickbacks. Like not the kickbacks that activate your glute muscles, but just the regular quick kickbacks, right? Because you're going to be stretching out your hips. You're going to be stretching out your quads, but doing it in a way that warms up 
your muscles. And this is going to keep your muscles warm during your performance so that you have a less of a likelihood of getting injured. Static stretching is usually for cool down and dynamic is usually for warm up? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. Tell us about something exciting you have coming up. So I have a couple of new songs that are coming out. One of them is called Classy, and that one's going to just be a feel-good song, very similar to Anymore. And then the other song that I have coming out is really, really cool because I'm mixing it with an Arabic music feel. So that song is going to be just as much belly dance as it's going to be music and singing. And that one's definitely going to have a video, and it's going to be completely belly dance theme based. So I'm really excited about that, and I can't wait for it to come out. So you're going to be able to belly dance to a song that you wrote and sang. Exactly. That is cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm super excited about that. And yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be really good. Well, Helen, it's been so much fun to have you on the show and to hear what you're up to and to learn more about fitness and glitter cream and your book as well, Belly Dance Business 101. Now, Helen, where can people find you online? They can find me on Instagram at Helen Singer Dancer, all one word. Or of course, you can look me up, uh, Helen Blondell, on Instagram as well. My Twitter is my full name, Helen Blondell. My website is www.helenblondell.com. I also have a YouTube channel with my full name, and I am also newly on TikTok. I'm having a really fun time there dancing and just doing this different trends. But yeah, I'm constantly coming out with new material and content. I am working also on another e-course for belly dance. This one's going to be a little bit more advanced, so it's going to be for intermediate. And as soon as I come out with that, I'll be advertising that on social media as well. Great. Oh, wonderful. Helen, we wish you luck in all of your creative endeavors and hope to see you dance more online and hopefully in person after all this COVID shutdown lifts more of the barriers we've had and lets us all interact even more and have more fun. Thank you so much, Alicia, and thank you for having me. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please subscribe and let your friends know what you got out of this show. Dance with me on YouTube, listen to the music I've selected for you on Spotify, and try some free vegan recipes on AliciaFree.com. This is Alicia Free, hoping this show helped you feel a little lighter.